So we're continuing our discussion about the uh, legal system. We already went into the uh, review about the domino effect on our last uh, episode. There are a few things in the news today, of course, that caught my eye that need to be addressed, and uh, one of them, apparently, a judge in the south, or one of the southern states, was caught off-duty making racial slurs in a trying situation. I don't know who it is that's walking around with the cameras and their video recorders on all the time, but uh, we need to sort of thank them. All these behavioral patterns, these instances of uh, mass, how should I say, uh, mass shootings, beatings, things in that order, would have gone unnoticed if it weren't for our handy-dandy technology today. And that being said, of course, I'm referring to the fact that we have video recorders on our phone, we have cameras on our phone, uh, we can record voice instances on our phone, and so everything is portable now. It's not like the old days where you had to have like a huge amount of equipment to tug around, or had to have a cameraman set up to get something on tape. In a way, it's, how should I say, exposed a little bit more what's going on so that it's undeniable. So when they come up in the court or, or whatever the situation may be, and they say, oh, that never happened. We didn't do that. We didn't say that. Now they can't deny it. We have your voice on tape. Well, they had her voice on tape saying uh, some racial slurs. And everybody's up in, in arms like, oh, my God, a judge is using the N-word. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what did you think? Do you actually believe that people leave their prejudices and bigotry at home when they go to work? Are, are you serious? I mean, do you think that an officer, a descendant of one of the, um, how should I say, white sheet-wearing natives, doesn't have those same racial problems that has been genetically passed down generation after generation because they're not walking around using the N-word out loud? Do you not know that inside they still have those same feelings? It's the same game by a different name. I told you before, just because they're not wearing those white sheets, you know, with the eyes cut out, they still have the same mentality. It's not just the judges. It's the police officer that found you, uh, how should I say, breaking the law when you crossed the street and gave you a ticket, or you got in an accident and they wrote you up, even though you didn't hit anybody. You know, I mean, these, all these little instances have been going on forever unnoticed you know, camouflaged. Again, like sweeping the dirt under the carpet, but the dirt is still there. 
This is why I have the term legalized lynching. Okay? Born black, born guilty. Always. These attitudes and behaviors that they have had for hundreds of years are still there. They just don't speak out on it. Instead, they get you in front of a jury and find you guilty. They arrest you and charge you. They put you in prison. They put you in jail. Not because you did anything extraordinarily wrong, or even if you did anything wrong at all, but because they are still wearing the sheets. So everybody's up in arms saying, oh, she resigned. She resigned because she got caught this time. That means that every single person of color that has gone through her courtroom in all likelihood, and I want to say about 99.99% has been treated unjustly. Yes, but she's not alone. She's not an exception. This is what people don't understand. She's just not like one of a million. The exception would be the person that doesn't behave like that. They are one in a million. And it's the same thing with juries. How, how are you going to find an impartial jury? Come on. Really? I mean, with the way technology is now, I have to say, and, and the way we can set up algorithms and, and uh, you know, uh, go through critical thought and so on and so forth, we'd be better off being uh, judged by a computer. At least it wouldn't have any emotion. Just take the numbers. Look at the facts. Don't worry about how we dress. Don't worry about how we look. You know, don't worry about our skin color. Just judge us by the facts. And human beings cannot do that. Impartially. They are completely biased. I'm not going to lie. I have my own prejudices. You know, it has nothing to erase. But we all have them. I think I went into that before. Maybe you don't like women with big feet. You know? You know, maybe you don't like curly hair. Maybe you prefer people that have eyes of a certain color. Hmm? I mean, just simple little things. We're human beings. Stop lying to ourselves. Stop lying. We all have these nuances that will sway us towards being a, how should I say, more generous towards one person than the other? Yes, we do. And I think to deny that vulnerability would be to deny that we're human beings. We can't help it. I mean, she could help her racist behavior, of course. She has them. She's trained herself over the years not to let it come out in the open. You know, not to use the N-word in public, where she could be heard. But she slipped up. I don't know, she said something about being under medication? Really? I mean, is that all it takes to find out whether or not a person is a bigot or not? Maybe we should, you know, be duping our, our juries, our judges, our police officers, our nurses, our doctors, everyone, our, our teachers that always send your kid home with a, a note saying they're misbehaving. Maybe we should give them all a little bit of that same medication so we can find out 
beforehand, before they destroy someone's life. Find out that they are truly an undercover bigot. Like I said, same game with a different name. There was this uh, movie, and I'm going to go off on a little tangent because it's funny. There was this movie where um, I guess she, this lady and her husband found the perfect location, perfect houses, perfect community. And actually, they made two of these. I don't want to say the name. You know, I never know about copyright infringement. But uh, they made two of them. And everyone's perfect. All the women dress the same. All the men dress the same. The men had like these little clubs they went to. It was Everybody was completely happily married. And the women were the perfect homemakers. You know, they used to have a word for that. But, uh, you know, they cooked for their husband. They cared for their children. They all stayed at home to watch their children. You know, it was supposed to be, quote-unquote, the ideal environment for the American lifestyle. But, of course, as with anything, <laughs> there's always something wrong. Uh, so, this movie, of course, we come to find out that it wasn't exactly what it was supposed to be. They weren't exactly perfect. And there was a reason why they all dressed alike and they all looked alike. They remade the movie. And they, I don't know if they gave it the same name. But again, it was same game, different name, same movie, same theory on thinking that somewhere there is perfection. But just like the movie, there is no such thing as perfection. We're not going to find the perfect judicial system. We're not going to find judges that actually are unbiased or impartial. You know, they'd be somewhere sitting in that movie, the fake movie, where they were, by the way, I, I don't, uh, <laughs> I thought they were crazy beyond belief. You know, that was my personal take. But uh, back to the point, we're, we're not going to find those type of people that we can feel comfortable going up under their criticism or scrutiny to be judged. Because I, I truly believe that there is no one that is fit and I want to say it again, there isn't anyone that is fit to either supervise or judge another human being, period. Okay. I mean, it's just that simple. Perfection doesn't exist. Not here on this earth, in anyone. So when you go in that courtroom, if you're lucky, you may find someone that isn't prejudiced against whatever it is they don't like about you. You know? You may find someone that, for the sake of their statistics, I mean, they don't want to find everybody black and sentence them to prison, do they? But, oh wait, they already have. So now they're being a little bit more careful. Now we have all this technological documentation. Now we have numbers and, and the news and communication. Now everybody knows, huh, why is it that everyone that goes to court, black, goes to prison, 
And yet other people of other races do much worse and they're walking amongst us. Hmm? After a while, people start to notice. And that's why I have termed that a legalized lynching. A legalized lynching. So, like I said, it's the same game with a different name, just like that movie. It was the same movie. They changed the name, but it was the same story. Just like uh, bell-bottom jeans. Now they call them flare jeans, you know. They're not in the sheets anymore. This is what I want to emphasize. I don't want you to think because they haven't cut those eyes out of those white sheets that they've gone away. They haven't. They're still doing the same thing. They're still lynching black people. When you apply for an apartment, and you're wondering, huh, why did I get denied? When you apply for a job, and you're saying, huh, I have the qualifications. But your children, when they come in and take them, and say that you're guilty of what? There's a million of them doing the same thing. And you have to ask yourself, why? Why is it special? Why do you get this special treatment in today's society with all these laws of equality, equal rights, amendments, you know, all these things put in effect to be sure that you're not legally lynched. They don't work. You will see, and I mentioned earlier, about this young man. He's, he's my, my personal favorite. <clears throat> he's my personal favorite. I mean, just every time I think about him and going to, you know, a situation, having a confrontation, killing people, walking away from it, so on and so forth, it just, it just leaves me speechless. There was another story recently, <clears throat> excuse me, I have something caught in my throat, on the news, and it's, it's very sad. Apparently, there was some type of conflict in California. And bear in mind, I'm, I'm from California. So this particular area that they were referring to, I'm familiar with it. In fact, I know exactly where it is. California is, uh, the shopping malls are very, very busy, very busy. It was a tragedy. 
and I have like a heartfelt sadness for the family of this young lady. It is so sad. So very, very sad. I, I have children. And, you know, the pain of the loss of a child. To watch a child being suffered because of their color, being shot or killed, or no matter what it is, is, is painful. Very, very painful. But there was something about the news story that puzzled me. You know? Now, I'm not a, a fan of guns. In fact, I think they should be basically outlawed by everybody. I think we should remove them off the streets. And who? I you know there's a bunch of political party members right now are thinking, get out of here. Why is she saying that? Because they cause nothing but death. Just think about it. 99% of the cases of, how should I say, wrongly shot, wrongly killed, whatever, all these deaths are at the hands, the majority of them, of a gun, except for the one case with the, the poor young man that the officer decided he would just put all his body weight on him, on his neck. <laughs> I mean, you got to be seriously lacking an IQ to think that wouldn't hurt someone. But anyway, let me let me get out of that story because that's very upsetting to me. In fact, when I, I watched that, I just I just cringed inside my soul. I just couldn't imagine standing there watching someone do that to someone. But anyway, let's, let's get away from that, because that makes my stomach sick. It sickens me on a level I can't even begin to explain, just like this poor young lady. I don't know who she is. My sympathies go out to the family. I don't need to know who she is to feel her loss. But back to the story, uh, apparently the officer, and I watched the video, see this is what I don't understand, one officer was holding the officer's hand with the gun, it wasn't just a gun, it looked like some type of, and I'm not an expert, it looked like an assault rifle or something. I don't know if he was guiding him to kill people, or holding it because it was too heavy for him, or was he stabilizing his hand, I don't get it, but there's two officers, one's holding it. And one had control of it. And they're walking in this video. They see some person there, which I'm assuming was the person that was doing the attack. And on the video, you saw him shoot that person. The person went down. Now, what I don't understand is how does something go through someone's body? Okay. And what are we full of? Bone, tissue, fat, so on and so forth. And uh, I don't know if I'm understanding this right, but are they saying that it went through his body and bounced off the floor? That doesn't make any sense. This one shot? And you watch the video and you see that he just shot him once. It wasn't a multiple uh, amount of occasions on the video. I don't know if they were something that wasn't being filmed, but that was the body cam. 
So I'm trying to figure out, are you saying that whoever it is, it it bounced through one body, killed them, bounced up and killed this poor young lady who had nothing to do with anything, just the wrong place at the wrong time? That is something wrong with that. I, I don't know what it is, but uh, as soon as they could, they plastered it all over the news that it was a, a black officer. I don't know, like, uh, I wonder sometimes if the, I mean, how many people die a day? How many people, how many of these instances do we have a day here in America? You know, robberies, shootings, murders, so on and so forth. I'm wondering sometimes about the news, you know? How do they pick and choose? Which one? Why do they pick this story? You know? What, what makes one more newsworthy than the other one? Like a person missing for a couple of weeks or a child lost in the woods. I mean, what makes them want to hone in on these particular stories? Don't forget what I told you. The sheets are gone. And they're out there. There are teachers. There are news reporters. There are judges. There are cops. I mean, I, I don't want to make you paranoid or anything, but... You do need to be prudent. So I'm sitting there watching this, and as soon as it happens, within, I don't know, not even a day, they post this huge photo of the black young man who was the officer involved. And I, I felt bad for him, of course, because I, I guarantee you he did not, would not intentionally harm this poor young child. But still, by the same aspect, I'm like, huh? It just doesn't add up. You would think that a bone or the fat or a muscle or something would have stopped it inside that body. And in the video, when, when I saw it, the person that they had shot went down. It just doesn't add up to me. And that's just me. You know, like I said, I don't know much about guns. I don't know anything about them. And I don't really care about guns. Like I said, if it were up to me, they'd be removed, period. I know we need them when we're over trying to take over some country. Oh, I'm sorry, when we're fighting with other countries and so on and so forth. Our militia, you know. And we won't even go into that right now. But as a normal citizen... Do we need them? Probably people are thinking that they need to protect themselves, so on and so forth, like that man in the South that uh, shot that young man that was jogging, and you know, they need to protect themselves, right? <laughs> I, I honestly don't think they do. I think that there's enough of those uh, officers and judges and lawyers, Whew, we won't even go into that. You know, they have their little meetings between each other. I mean, there's enough of them out there in the political, judicial arena where all they got to do is just feel confident that they're protected. You know, safe. They should feel safe if they're not black. Anyway, I'll talk to you on our next session. Uh, but again, 
I want you to take this back uh, with you. Okay. That it's the same game with a different name. Just like that movie, it was a remake. Everything that's happened has happened before. Nothing has changed. The laws haven't changed it. The amendments haven't changed it. And it, I guess it's a little scary. I mean, you could become a little, like I said, paranoid. Thinking that everyone out there used to wear a white sheet. I mean, I don't want you to feel like that. It's just like that classical game that crazy people would play. It's called Russian Roulette. You know, I think they would load a, a gun up with one bullet and take turns to see who would actually have it go off. Well, that's basically how our judicial system works. It's a gamble. You don't have to worry about whether you're guilty or, or whether they're going to look at the facts. Or even if they care. Because you don't know which one of those judges has sheets in their closet. Or which one of those officers has a sheet as their main uniform. Anyway, I will talk to you next time. Uh, we're going to go a little bit further into my personal story. Uh, it's very similar to what you see on the news, only it wasn't broadcasted. It's the same game with a different name. You have a good day, okay?